0: want us this morning again i want us just to take a moment can we invite people to church come on pretoria we're sitting full here and can we in the second service can we invite somebody to church this morning and there we are won't you do that quickly as i jump into the word of the lord this word will pierce people's hearts this morning and so i want you just to take a moment uh, go into the church's uh, youtube page Uh, Empower Church or go into Facebook Uh, just search for my name Gibbar Barent, and let's invite people to church just take a moment invite somebody say I'm inviting you to church I'm inviting you to the word of the Lord I'm inviting you let's quickly do that together let's just take a moment or two and uh, let's invite people to church Amen may it always be understood that the church is God's answer to the world come on can I say that again The church is God's answer to the world. Do you believe that? I want to deal this morning with a very specific topic this morning. I don't have that much time. But what I want to speak to you this morning is, I want to deal with the altar of lack. And I want to speak to you about how to destroy the altar of lack in your life. Is that okay? And I want us to have hearts to hear. So, I want you to put one hand just on your heart and I want you to say with me, Save me, Father. Thank you for a heart that hears the word, that perceives the word, that wants to apply the word in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that no familiarity, no hindrance will steal the word from my heart. From my ears, Father, thank you that the seed of the Word falls in fruitful, fruitful ground in this day. In Jesus' name. I want us to, just for a few moments, I want to speak to you about, I want to go to the crux of my message this morning and I want to speak to you about the altar of lack. I believe that The Lord said to me, and it is a scriptural fact, that one of the movements that we'll see upon the planet is a movement of the restoration of the glory of the Lord. We will see the glory of the Lord being poured out on the planet in this hour like no other time. There'll be movement, I can tell you, uh, many sons and daughters are going to come home in this hour. God is going to move right across and it will be known as as a movement of the Holy Spirit. We are in it, I can tell you this is the time that your heart should burn for Jesus more than anything else you should be head over heels in love of Jesus because this is the hour Um, it's the hour to love the Lord your God of all that you have and all that is within you I I, do I have an amen for that it is the time to know the Lord it is the time of the ten virgins where five will have oil and five will not have oil and when we deal with the altar of lack this morning I want you to understand that as much as you believe in health, as much as you believe in protection, as much as you believe in peace and all of these attributes of who God is, you have to believe that God has a covenant of wealth that He has made of His people. Come on, do I have, are, are you in agreement with that? And then, and I want, to, I want to go through it this morning and I can't touch on every single thing, but I want to touch on the most important parts that we can deal with these things. I want you to understand In Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 2, the Bible says the following. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee to the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains that I will tell you. Let me read the scripture again. Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee out of the land of Mariah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you. I want you to see something here. God is requiring from Isaac, uh, from Abram, Isaac. And the reason God is asking for Isaac is because Abram loves Isaac. Abram has placed Isaac as the one that he loves. And therefore God makes the request, the one you love is the one I want. And God wanted Isaac because he was after Abram. And he was after Abram because he wanted to give Abram the blessing that he spoke to Abram about. When he said to Abram, get thee out of thy country, go to a land that I will show you and I will make your name great. And I want you to understand, when Abram first heard the voice of God and he started to move with God, God needed to motivate him on a promise in other words he had a promise that he had received from the Lord and because he had a promise that he received from the Lord what happened Abram started to move with God are you there but now the promise gets given birth to and the promise has a name his name is Isaac now God wants Isaac on the altar in other words God wants the harvest on the altar are you everybody with me and this and this is important for you to understand because it is only, if you, if you hear what I'm saying this morning, Abram could have only placed the Isaac upon the altar if his trust, if his confidence, if his hope, if his love, if he was fully persuaded in this God that was requesting this from him. In other words, he couldn't have done this unless he was fully persuaded that God could do the impossible. Are you with me? Because by placing Isaac upon the altar, he was again going to the place where it was only Abram and God. I want you to understand, one of the first places that we have to go to, to break down the altar of lack, is that you and God. It's not even you and your husband, you and your wife, it's you and God. Come on, it is a secret place. Are you with me? And so the Bible says that, you know the story, Isaac gets placed upon the altar and I'm just dealing with this. Isaac is, gets placed upon the altar and as Isaac is placed upon the altar the Bible says Abram lifted the knife. I want you to see that Isaac did not put himself upon the altar. It is Abram that put him upon the altar and I want you to see that Abram has got the knife. Isaac does not have the knife. There's a secret here that I want to tell you. Your refinement and your shaping in Christ is never in your hands. Let me say that again, Abraham has got the knife, the father has got the knife, the son never got the knife. Why? You're forming and you're shaping into the image of Christ. Romans chapter number 8 verse number 29 is never in your hands, it is in the hands of somebody else that God has placed you and that's why in the big body of Christ like this you have to understand it is the body that is needed so that the body can step into the fullness of the promise of God in our lives, are you there? You need the person next to you, simple. And so Abraham, uh, Isaac gets laid upon the altar, he raises the knife and just before he plunges the knife into it, God stops him and he says, whoa, 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 and the angel of the Lord appears and the angel of the Lord says to Abram, 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 put not thy hand upon Isaac, your son, because now I know that you fear me. Please understand, he says, now I know that you fear me. He doesn't say, now that I know that you love me. He doesn't say, now I know that you are serving me. He says, now I know that you fear me. The reason why God equates fear to sacrifice is because, and I want you to listen carefully to me, is very simply, it's because it is only the act of love that God counts worthy of faith, that God counts worthy of fear. Because it is faith expressed through love. Come on guys, are you there? You can only, the Bible says this, you can give your body to the flames, you can give all your money to the poor, but unless you do it because of the motivation of love, it counts for nothing. So the motivation is love. The expression is faith. Oh, come on, are you, okay. And so how do we deal with this? I want you to understand this. I want us to go into this. And the angel of the Lord called out unto him and said, Abram, Abram, and said, Jeremiah and said, lay not a hand upon thy lad, uh, nor do, the, do anything to him. For now I know that you fear me. And I want you to see this in Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 14. And Abram called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it's said to this day, it is the mount of the Lord. Now Jehovah-Jireh means the Lord my provider, right? In other words, God made a covenant with Abram the day Abram gave him Isaac. I want you to see the covenant was not active until Isaac was upon the altar. There had to be a place of no return where only God could step in. Come on, are you with me? It was in the place of full faith, full conference, full being convinced, hope beyond hope. Are you okay? Hope beyond hope, a conference beyond conference. Then only God says, I don't want Isaac anymore now i will tell you i will send my own son i don't need your son i don't need your, your boy i will send mine if you ever wanted to understand how much god values you it's what he sent on behalf of you god values you so highly that he sent the son are you there he didn't send gabriel he didn't send uh, 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 uh well he didn't send send an archangel he sent the son why? It is the son that wanted to take slaves and make them sons again. As I said before, the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men can become sons of God again. Your identity is your destiny and your identity is who you are. Amen. Okay. I want us to deal this, otherwise I'm going to get off my topic here. I want us to understand this morning and when we deal with this thing, And we have to deal with it appropriately. And may the Lord grant you the ears to hear this morning. And may your heart perceive the word of the Lord this morning. I want you to note this morning that prosperity is never measured by what you have. Prosperity is measured by what you give away. Because your identity is not in possessions. Identity is in the Lord because it is the Lord that gives breath and it's the Lord that takes away. The difference between God and Mammon is this, God makes, gives you a seed which you can sow into your future. Are you okay? Where Mammon makes you borrow from your future to try to improve your life today. Come on guys, are you with me? The system of this world is created so that you can borrow from your future you bring it into your today and you enslave yourself in today because the borrower is slave to the lender come on guys are you with me I want you to understand that there's an economy system higher than the system of this world it is the economy of God that you belong to in other words if you sit here come on let's give Jesus some praise that you can understand as you sit here this morning it is important to understand that you cannot be in the church but not in the kingdom you have to be in the kingdom in the church because the church is in the kingdom so our values cannot come from the world our values come from the kingdom if we value what the world values the world has influenced us if we value what God values we can influence the world you cannot listen to me. I, I want you to understand this. You cannot share God's principles if you don't share God's priorities. You have to share God's priorities to share his principles. His priorities is people and the freedom of people. Are you there? There might be many good books written in the world, but there's one book that can one book that can set you free, make you whole, and complete everything that is on the inside of you, and it's the word of the Lord. It is the word of the Lord Jesus Christ that can save you, heal you, redeem you. And one of the things that the Lord said to me, He said to me, I want you to understand, do not borrow against your future. Do not become a slave of your future. Rather, sow into your future and become a citizen of the kingdom. Uh, are, you, are you there, church? Can we go there this morning? I want you to understand, Jesus made this very clear. He said, money is a, or or currency that we have in our hands is a spirit. Mammon is a spirit. Come on, are you guys okay? It's going to go a bit quiet. You should not go quiet. Money is a spirit. It speaks. Are you there? It speaks. And I want you to understand the system of this world is created for you to never rest. Because the Bible says, Cursed be the ground. And by the sweat of your brow, now you come, you get a savior. Please listen to me. You get a savior. He takes the curse from the ground, he puts it on his head. So that means he shifted you into an economy. Come on. If you have shifted into a new economy, that means as a citizen, you should act differently. if the money you have don't meet a need it becomes a seed let's say that again if the money doesn't meet the need it becomes a seed the Bible says this God says the instruction for us the church was never to be seedful the instruction was be fruitful and multiply come on are you there scripture says be fruitful and multiply but if we are seedful we cannot multiply in other words we cannot hold on to and then think we can multiply. No, the Bible says be fruitful and multiply. Come on guys, do you understand? The scripture says, let me go deeper here. Can I go deeper? The Bible says Jesus visited Zacchaeus' house. When Jesus visits Zacchaeus' house, we don't hear anything of Jesus telling Zacchaeus how bad is he or what he should correct. But we see a response from Zacchaeus. The response of Zacchaeus is this, that he says, Lord, if I've tricked anybody, if I've failed anybody, if I've stolen from anybody, let me give back to them uh, twofold, fourfold, and, and you know the story. And Zacchaeus becomes generous in his giving back. Then the Bible says this, Jesus says this, he says, salvation has come to this house. Then if you, if you understand this, you must understand the following, that God sees the word righteousness and the word generosity. Is the same word in the Hebrew Bible how's that in other words God sees and the specific word for that I hope I can pronounce it well but the specific word for that is tzedakah, and it means righteousness and generosity is the same word in other words God sees our generosity as righteousness and our righteousness is generosity in other words a righteous person cannot be not generous And a generous person cannot not be righteous. Come on guys, are you with me? I want us to break free from this altar because as long as we remain of this altar, we will try to borrow from our future, from the system of this world where you should bank in the system of God, the kingdom of the Lord our God. Because again, the rich young man makes the mistakes. He says this, and and I want you to understand, the rich young man makes this mistake. He wants to hold to himself, and then he says, I'm fine. Then the Bible says, God says, no, you're not fine, I'll take your soul. Come on. we cannot value, let me say that again. We cannot value the same things that the world is valuing and think we are infiltrating them. We must value what God values so that God can infiltrate the world that is why whoever I want you to understand this because we don't get this about God and we don't get this about the story of Abram Abram was in love with God because he had love for the Father he loved the Lord he could go into a step of faith it was the love for the Father that was greater than the love for Isaac that was the test the test was, Isaac, do you love, Abram, do you love Isaac or do you love me? Who do you love first? Who has your heart? Who has you, Abram? Abram, I want to make you great, but who has you? Where is your heart at, Abraham? And it was the most, if you can imagine it, the toughest thing in the world, you have to put your son upon an altar for a God that you cannot see, yet you know is true. Come on, are you there? How do you become a friend of God? How can, how can it be? I'm, I'm zealous and I'm jealous if I think about that Abram gets called a friend of God. But how is it possible? God is saying to him, do you, are you, is your heart of Isaac or your heart of me? Where is your heart at? And Abram goes and he makes a transaction. He, he puts Isaac upon the altar. He goes to the point of no return almost. And God stops him and says, I, now I know you fear me. In other words, now I know you love me because you don't withhold your son, thy only son, the one you love. Now I'm ready to bless you. I want you to see the covenant of wealth is not activated until the heart is with God. But let me go deeper. The heart that is with God must be active in the hand of the man which the heart is connected to. Your heart and your hand is connected. Come I on, are you there? It's beautiful to see if I look at you guys in, this, in the service this morning. There's some people, you're worshipping the Lord in abandonment. There's some people that stand this like this. I can promise you, the person that stands like this, they carry the favour of God. Because God will go where He's celebrated, not where He's tolerated. You can't tolerate God. Then stay home. No, celebrate the Lord. You might come into church and don't feel like it. Then you tell your emotions. Emotions line up. Let's worship the Lord. But you have to make up your mind to worship the Lord in this church. Come on guys. We are a worshiping church. But you have to say to your heart, heart love the Lord. But then your heart might say to you at times, I don't know if I should love Him. No, love Him in abandonment. Love Him with everything you have. Be a possessor of the kingdom of God. What does it help to us? Listen to me, church. What does it help you to gain the whole world, yet you lose your soul? Are you here? So when you come here to church, when you go, come there by, the, there by the entrance, say, heart, get ready to worship the Lord. Because otherwise, in power church, you're going to feel very uncomfortable to come to this church and you're sitting. Because we're not a sitting church, we're a worshiping church. Amen. Come on. Do I have people that agree with me? And so I, I want you to understand there's a principle that I want to get across today. And I pray, Holy Spirit, let this principle deep into the heart, let it be embedded into the hearts of the people. There is a principle that I want you to understand this morning when it comes to the strength. There is so much I, I need to say. I've got pages and pages of what the Lord spoke to me about but I have so much time that's why I need the journey of you I want you to understand don't take from your future and bring it into your now no trust the Lord trust the Lord but there are too many sons and daughters they have around their neck they can't even think about God because they're drowning in debt is it true? it's true why? because we've made the world our standard no, don't make the world your standard. You have a standard. His name is Jesus Christ. If God can use a donkey, He can use a daughter. Come on. And so Hannah said the following to the Lord. She said, she vowed to the God. She made a vow of the Lord. She said, Lord, if you give me a son, I vow that he will serve you all the days of his life. Scripture, listen to the Scripture. Psalm 76, verse number 11 to 12. Say, make vows to the Lord your God and pay them. Let all who are around Him bring presents to Him who ought to be feared. Genesis chapter number 28, verse number 20. There's so much on this. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way, what I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so I can come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. There is power in a vow. There's power in a vow. There's power. And I want to give you seven conditions of a vow. Is that okay? And it's going to be quick. But I want us to make a transition this morning. Because our hearts cannot be with mammon. It should be much more amens than that. Our hearts should be with the source. The source is the Lord. Are you okay in power. Again I say if you ha- if you put your faith in your seed and you eat your seed, you are eating your tomorrow. That's why it's seed to the eater or bread to the eater, seed to the sower. In other words, if we hold on if we are if we have a spirit of hoarding what happens to us and I have to say because it's true you if you, ha- if you are, have a spirit of hoarding, if you hold on, if you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, and you, if you, and you stay there, you will always stay, stay of bread. God will feed your tummy, but that's it. Then the Bible says, how can we be different than the Gentiles? Because the birds of the air, they don't fly around thinking where they're going to be fed. Why are they doing what the kingdom has told them to do, fly? That's why Jesus says, look at the birds of the air, look at the grass of the field, look at the lilies of the valley. They are dressed in more splendor than um, King Solomon and all his array. What is Jesus saying? He's saying if you tap into the kingdom, you don't need to worry. Oh, I think it's too deep for a Sunday morning, 10 o'clock service. The 8 o'clock guys, they were still waking up. The 10 o'clock guys, you have to be awake now. So there is a vow that you can make of the Lord. And when you put a vow to God, there will always be a sacrifice to that vow. And then God answers. It is a scriptural fact that when man makes up his heart, and because God will not override your will, but when man makes up his heart and make a will with God, and it costs man something, I want you to understand this. If it doesn't move you, it will never move God. I'll say it again. If it doesn't move you, it will never move God. That business that you want is locked up in the seed that you have. That future that you carry is locked up inside of you. It's with you. It's in you. It's upon you. Amen. So listen to me. Uh, The practicalities of a vow. When you make a vow of the Lord, it has to have a purpose. There has to be a purpose. Why are you making a vow? There has to be a purpose. If there's not a purpose to the vow... And the purpose has to be kingdom orientated. Are you there? It must have a purpose. Number two, the vow has to be specific. Come on, are you okay? It must be specific. You must have something specific that it is that you're requiring from the Lord. Three, you must make a vow. You, when you make a vow of the Lord, it has to be vocalized. You have to say it. You have to make it vocal. Say it. Then if you make a vow of the Lord, it has to be done by faith. Because if you don't do it by faith, I want to say again, if you don't do it by faith, it won't work. Then last one, if you are making a vow of the Lord, it has to be honoured. Come on, are you there? But when you make agreements with God, It is because God wants to honor it, but it will always cost you something. If it doesn't cost us something, and this is the spirit that I want to break off this morning that you can catch what I'm saying. We have to break off the mentality that we need to borrow to have. May the Lord Jesus Christ help us this morning that we can understand that statement. You have to break off the mentality that you need to borrow to have. And you must gain a mentality that you can sow, so that it produce a harvest back to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I, and I want to help us this morning. It's not, it's not your fault, because you've been trained in a society that thinks like this. But it doesn't mean we need to stay there. Come on, guys, are you okay? The Lord wants to get us out to get us in. And that's why I've made these comments to you this morning because this altar has to break. It has to snap and it has to be removed out of your life so that you can step into a covenant of God. This is the thing about a covenant and I'm closing then I'm going to let you act upon this. The the power that is in a covenant is that you don't uphold the covenant God does. God is the one that cuts the covenant. But the condition of the covenant to be cut is the condition of the heart that is met. Oh, praise the Lord! Just give Jesus 10 seconds of praise on that. Are you guys with me? And so this morning what I want us to do is I want us to eradicate ourselves out of this system into the other system and I I will break this down as the Holy Spirit allows me in the time to come but I'm dealing with things that I know that touches your life and I'm giving you principles out of the word of the Lord and I'm teaching you the word of God so that like Abram you don't make the mistake because I tell you the truth if Abram did not put Isaac upon that altar he would have never stepped into the fullness that God had for him he would have stayed of Ishmael are you there? But Abram put, put, put his boy there and he made the transaction of God. And then because the Lord said this and I want you to understand this and I'll close with these thoughts. The Lord said this to Abram. Abram, I want to make your name great. There's nobody that sits here in this building that you don't have dreams in your heart by what you want God to do for you no one of you here have not a dream in your heart every person that sits here if there's a problem on the earth a person gets born why because God wants to answer the problem through you it's true but we have to not tolerate this come on guys are you okay and so if Isaac never went onto the altar the promise would have never come and so God wanted wanted Abraham to be blessed if you study Abraham, I, I don't have time to go there, but if you study Abraham, Abram was so mighty in his day that he could hire a private army to take territories on. Why? Because Isaac was on the altar. Are you there? And so by putting Isaac upon the altar, this is what, what, he, what the agreement that was in his heart to the Lord. He made an agreement in his own heart to the Lord, that Lord, I'm giving you Isaac because my heart is with you. Secondly, Lord, I'm giving you Isaac because my faith is in you. Lord, I'm giving you Isaac because my trust is in you. Lord, I'm giving you Isaac because I myself cannot answer this promise that you have given me or this, the, the harvest that you are giving me. I cannot answer, but what I can do is I can give it to you. Are you there? And then God needed to send an angel of provision to come and say whoa I don't need him I'm going to do this but I needed to know where you are at I needed to know where your heart is Abraham. and now you're ready for the blessing I want you to see that blessing doesn't come before Isaac is not there then suddenly the blessing gets activated and there we go I Abram gets so blessed he doesn't know what to do with it and the word of the Lord comes to pass and the word of the Lord was what I will give you sons as much as the stars of the sky and as the sand of the sea. When did that happen? It happened after Isaac, not before. If Abraham missed it, he would miss that. There is conditions to the fulfillment of God's promises. I wish I had time to on this. There's conditions to see that what you want to see. There's conditions, there's laws and principles in the spirit that we cannot abide, oh, we cannot ignore and think we can access this. It is impossible. Are you there? And so this morning, this is what I believe the Lord wants to do with you. I believe the Lord wants to move you out of the one place into another, into another place. What does God want to move you? He wants to move you from having faith here to having faith in the kingdom. And the place to make that shift is your heart. Your heart has to shift from here to here. Do I trust here or do I trust here? And where I trust, I must go. Again, I say you cannot borrow from the future and bring it into the now. It's called slavery. Are you there? So let me me put this into you. Put it into your hearts. Save me. Listen. Listen, everything I'm saying is because I love you so much. And I want you... I want you to be, the Bible says, God says, I want you to prosper even as your soul prospers. You must prosper. You must prosper as your soul prospers. That's God's design for you. So let me say that again. In this atmosphere of faith, it must have a purpose. It must be specific. It must be vocalized. It must be done by faith. It must be honored. It must be honored when you do these things. You say, Lord, I give you, I make a vow of you today. It's a holy thing that happens. I can tell you about one or two vows that I've made in my own lives with the Lord, one or two vows that I've I've made with Shannon, and I can tell you the Lord has honored the vows. Because He's not a man that he lies. And secondly, It costs me something when I make a vow. And so this morning across this auditorium and everybody that watches us us, us online, it is our hearts that God is after. But we need to make covenant of God because He's made covenant of us through Jesus. It's an everlasting covenant. Come on, are you there? God wants to break a spirit off you so that you can enter into the kingdom. Oh, come on, let's just give Jesus 10 seconds of praise. There we are. And I want us to take a moment uh, this morning, and I want us to stand if we can, please. I feel that this, just shift that for me. I, I feel that this is a holy moment this morning because God wants to shift you out of, out of this place. He wants to shift you into a new dynamic. He wants to shift us into a place where our hearts is with Him. Are you catching that this morning? God is after the heart of man. He's after the heart. He's not after anything else. He's after your heart. Because it's a love story. Come on church, are you there? But God, I believe as you're sitting here this morning and standing right now and everybody that is online, there are many of you here. You must, there's things that you want from the Lord. You must make the vow of the Lord. This is a biblical fact and study right through the Old Testament there's many places where men and women made vows to God and God honored the vow so this morning I want to give you 30 seconds or so I want you to talk to your God I want you to talk to the Lord and I want you to make an agreement of Him come on let's destroy the altar of lack. talk to your God Come on, church. Talk to the Lord. Must have a purpose. Must be specific as you are talking to the Lord. It must be vocalized. Tell Him what it is. And it must be done by faith. Father, I pray, and it must be honored. Father, I pray that Let faith arise in this place right now, in Jesus' name. I want you to see your business where you want to see your business at. I want you to see your family where you want to see your family at. I want you to see it. See it. Habakkuk 2 says, if you can see it, you can say it. Father, right now, across this auditorium. Father, I pray, Lord, that as people step into agreement of you. Father, I want to pray right now in this place. Lord, Holy Spirit, I believe that you are moving people out of a kingdom that keeps them enslaved into the kingdom that brings them freedom. Father, this morning, I want to pray right now in this place. As people are making agreements, Lord, with you. Father, I want to thank you that there is power in the vow. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you that people are making agreements. And there we are this morning. I want us, I'm going to give you 10 seconds and then we're going to act upon this. I want you to make sure your heart is with the Lord. Make sure your heart is of the Lord. Make sure your heart is of the Lord. Make sure your heart is at the right place. Make sure your heart is at the Lord. There's two things that you must make sure of. You must make sure that your heart is of the Lord and you must make sure that no man, no man, no man has anything, you have anything against him or you know that your brother has something against you. Those are places where the Lord will not answer are we ready church okay father I want to pray right now into the atmosphere Lord. I want to thank you Lord that as in this morning as we give unto God I thank you Lord Lord that we can do so out of a place that shows our allegiance and our hearts belongs to you father I want to thank you and this day Lord our hearts belong to you, oh God Lord, we don't want to serve the world. We don't want to be children of this world. Lord, we are children of the Most High. And Father, I want to pray in this day, Lord, that people will step out of one dimension, out of slavery, Lord, into a place of freedom in Jesus' name. Father, I want to thank you that in this atmosphere, Lord, that you can energize every, every person by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, that in this place this morning, Lord, that we leave one season and step into the other. Father, thank you like Abram this morning. We can trust the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. And Father, I pray from this moment that your people will be fruitful and not seedful. Fruitful in Jesus Christ's name. That they will bear fruit in every place, in every season of their lives. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And all God's people say, "Amen." I want us, I want us to act on that immediately. Can we this morning? Can we act on that? You're welcome to come and give this morning, and to uh, to come and give unto the Lord. You can give there at the back. You can come and give here in the front. Let's act upon it. Let's jump upon the word of the Lord, and let's move church. Let's move with the word. people are still busy giving uh before pastor Stefan comes i want to encourage each and every one of you next weekend is easter weekend and easter is for me just i just wanted to take a moment just to speak on that on friday morning nine o'clock I want to ask you to please be here early uh this church will be overflowing and it is a time to celebrate jesus are you there So I want to encourage you to come early, 9 o'clock, one service only on Friday, and then Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, we'll have 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. We have an awesome weekend that is ahead of us, and I just want to encourage each and every one of you to please be here. And lastly, from my side, before I hand over, I want to encourage all of you. I need more people to pray with me. I've asked you uh, before, I want to ask you again this morning. If you want to pray with me, we have a 24-7 Uh, prayer line that keeps on going people clock in every hour and there's multiple people that clocks in power That's fine, but we want people to pray. Amen. This is a house of prayer Jesus said my house shall be called a house of prayer. And so I want to encourage you this morning very very simply That if you're saying uh, I'm giving my name up uh, to pray with you I promise you we don't spam that group. We don't even we send one or two messages of direction where we want you to pray into if that is you this morning, I just want you to go there to the back um, and to give up your name for that. Amen. As I will always say, in power Church, I love you very, very much. And you need to know that Jesus is praying for you. We are praying for you. And you are highly favored. You are deeply loved. And you are abundantly blessed. That's who you are. Amen. Come on, let's just give Jesus some praise and some honor and some love this morning. Amen and amen. Come on, let's just give Jesus 10 seconds. 10 seconds of just some praise. Just some praise this morning. Tell your neighbor next to you, this week is a miracle week. This week is a supernatural week. Come on, say that again. Say, this week is a miracle week. This week is a supernatural week. Amen. I love you very, very much in power. Let's give Jesus some praise. Thank you, Pastor Stephan.